Welcome to Ladies Tea Time Podcast. This is our sleepy time cast. This I'm not sleepy anymore. Well, I'm I'm more sleepy. Okay, <laughs> like I, I I didn't have I didn't have the stress of watching that bar slowly creep. Oh, no, I was I was I, watching Transporter with my dad. <laughs> oh fuck you! <laughs> God, you don't get to have a backup when you're the reason we're late. Uh, yes, this is Ladies Tea Time Podcast. Thank you for joining us this morning, and what a morning it has been thus far. Um, so, yesterday, get to work, feel worse and worse all throughout the day. Headache, sinus pressure, feel crummy, go home get lots of rest, enter a semi-delusional state, which somehow, through browsing Reddit, got me watching local disc golf tournament videos on YouTube, and I thought that was an okay thing to be doing. I don't even have anything to say about that. I'm sorry to interject, <laughs> but there's, there's nothing more to say than what has already got, been said. <laughs> got lots of rest, felt better, got up, bright and early 6 a.m this morning i'm feeling chipper things are okay i'm feeling better a lot of the sinus pressure is gone and i'm ready to roll we're ready to record we'll pull back the curtain a little bit yes we record very early we're at a two hour time difference so we wake up fairly i wake up fairly early at 6 a.m so we can knock this thing out and i wake up fairly early at 9 a.m yeah, and we get done with it, and we move on with our day. Um, so, get up, joking, but, uh, you know, we're having fun in text. I'll be over in a minute. And then I, I come across a, a quandary, a, an issue. Have you guys heard of Windows 10? Well, no. This is before Windows. This is pre-Windows. Wait. There, which is now a new the era, by the way. So... Before the update, so before I even make it over to my mini studio, I need coffee, like immediately. And my father-in-law's in town. He's flying back to his home city, but he was staying with us for a couple days on a layover uh, on his way back from Hawaii. So I need to make coffee, and he's on my couch. So I gotta figure out how to get these beans ground, because I'm... Um, we do whole bean coffee where we grind it every morning and then we make a batch. Yeah, you work at Costco. I get it. I can't. I can't just grind these beans in my kitchen. So I grab the. <laughs> Did you just fill a plastic bag? Go down no. to the basement and hammer them <laughs> into dust. So no, it's like I grab my grinder. And I grab the jar of beans and I go in the bathroom. And I'm going to grind my beans in the bathroom. Because that's not suspicious. Not at all. And I get in there and there's not enough beans in the little container. So I got to sneak back out to my kitchen, rifle through my freezer to find the half full bag of whole coffee beans, refill it, grind the coffee, take it back out in the dark, make myself coffee... Accomplished that task, thought nothing else in the world could possibly go wrong this morning. I've already overcome all the hurdles that I need to. Let's go. And then... <laughs> you're you're satisfied with your accomplishments and your chutzpah. Yeah. 
And then I'm about to hit record on Audacity, and it says Windows will restart at 7.02 a.m., regardless of whether you care or want this update <laughs> or try to turn it off. So we both agree. Well, we'll do that. We'll we'll just get it out of the way. All and right. here we all are, right. an hour later. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck Windows 10. I'm so pissed. I don't even want to do this anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I was a lot more interested in this podcast before Windows 10. Yeah, it's insane. It literally took an hour and a half to fully update it. I mean, I and I don't get it. I, I, okay, look, come arrest me, FBI. But I downloaded The Martian last night, and it took me two minutes. I was downloading at nine megabytes a second. I have a very fast internet connection. Why is it taking an hour and a half to do anything on Windows 10? Like, what is it doing? I Either their servers are so slow that it won't let me download it fast enough, or its processing is just... Like, I don't even know what they did. They, they said hit the start button to see what's new. I hit the start button, and, and nothing's it crashed new. your computer. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> uh. But I was able to get some breakfast, and I was standing in the hallway watching the computer and transporter simultaneously. And God, Jason Statham, man, I he's so rugged and handsome and beautiful. I will tell you what, it's changed a lot I, over the years. But I, I really don't feel like that transporter. is necessary to say. Like, I, it is. I've uh, long been of the opinion that if Jason Statham even looked my way, I would bend over. Yeah, he is. So that's that's the state of affairs. This is Ladies Tea Time Podcast. Welcome to the show. Um, let's see. We, we do have a new website. So rather than having to plug Yeah, why don't we everything. get all of the... Gr- all the exciting plugs out of the way early because so many people listen to our two-hour show just to just get to, to the plugs. plugs they just yeah. want to know where the website is. So yeah. let's let's give it to them now, Kyle. Let's give it to them now. So it's brand new. Everything's functioning kind of how we want it to. And uh, lttpodcast.com. And that's it. It'll take you everywhere you want to go. If you want to go Facebook or Twitter or anywhere, check or out Dubai. our blog. Yeah. You can book tickets through it. It links right back into Trivago. And uh, it's you get to Wikipedia. Anywhere you want to go. It's Keep in mind, listeners, we do not internet. have any paying sponsors right now. So we can lie to you. All mm. day. In fact, lying is the best way to get clicks. That's true. Well, I thought it was on our website. Each each word is actually a separate slide. So if you want to figure out all the different links you have to click, you know, like uh, BuzzFeed does, top ten things that'll make your mom horny. And then you pull it up and there's like, you know, you got to click <laughs> I, on each one. I did one. not catch that article. Well, you're not. You got to really dig down into the BuzzFeed to to get <laughs> into, into that the meat. Um, but yeah, so it's that's it's just an every word article. Hello, next article. How next article? Our next article. You next article. 
and that's right. and it's a call and response. We ask questions. We ask you to respond back. We have front loaded this cast with uh, complaints and plugs, so we're going to at least try to get on to some new material. The last couple yeah. of months has been huge, at least for me, with absorption of pop culture. I have watched mm. a ton of TV. This is mostly due to the fact that I've been playing uh, Dragon Quest Seven on my oh yeah on my Nintendo 3DS, which is the last supported Nintendo system as of today. Isn't that crazy? That was actually going to be my segue. Speaking of things. <laughs> that don't work properly and that we're unhappy with. Let's talk about that Nintendo Switch, eh? Oh, man. <laughs> High five. We both got to have our segues without any regard for what was going to come next. <laughs> so, yeah, it's I can't believe the Wii U is just gone. Just poof. Yeah, no, no totally exists. poof. I sold mine to a, uh, a family of... Uh, Gosh, in this age of Trump, I don't want to be insensitive. <laughs> well, but can't you be now? Hasn't he proven that it's just an okay well, we, thing we to do? Well, we don't know if it's okay yet. Yeah, All we right? are We have another week. Uh, we're five days away from the election, so we don't even know if this might be the last one. But no, it, it was a... Uh, I could see the, or the earth just exploding. It was a Mexican family who did not speak super great English but were really excited to buy a Wii U for their daughter. No. Which is actually why I ended up selling it on the spot. Yeah. Uh, they undercut me wildly. <laughs> well, I was I was just kind of like, ah, I don't know, I wanted to negotiate until they called, and then I said, no, 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 this is actually probably the best place this should go. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so all the Wii U's are gone. All of them. Well, I still have one. I'm, the, I'm one of the the only ones. I I don't even know what to do with it. And it sucks being up here in Alaska because everything's behind the curve. So you lucked out. Did you sell all your games, by the way? Oh, I sold with the console. I actually I, all I, of them. Yeah, I <laughs> I didn't do. I gotta great. go buy Xenoblade then. <laughs> No, no, I still have Xenoblade, but I'm uh, okay. sending it to Zach. Are you? Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I deliberately yeah, I left that out because they clearly didn't care. But yeah, I I sold them everything else for a net two thirty. Well, that's not bad. I mean, shit, you could go just go buy another one for the same price almost. Yeah, pretty um, much. But the uh, the idea was to sell for more than GameStop would give me in trade-in. Oh, yeah. Well, they would have, you know, punched you in the testicles and yeah, but asked for your first have you Have you son. seen this yet? Have you seen <laughs> online that you can check what your trade-in value is, and it's uniform now? Is it? Yeah. Hmm. That's actually disappointing that it's uniform because I always enjoyed I don't know maybe it always was finding it just that one store that nobody came into so that you could sell your new game for like five bucks more 
<laughs> yeah. Was I that just fun? Felt like maybe I was getting a deal, you know? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess, <laughs> but that's what Craigslist is for. Yeah. Like, what do you need no, them clearly. for that? Like, I, um, I, I really appreciate them going straight up and telling that they're really going to love me forever. <laughs> I uh, I was saying it sucks up here because you guys, everything down there is being marked down because retailers are like, oh, the Wii U's dead. Get rid of this shit. Get it off the shelves. It hasn't happened in Alaska yet. And everything no, is still No, that hasn't happened price. here. Nintendo well, has Xenoblade not. For no, Nintendo has not bucks. given the trigger for uh, dropping the price on the actual console. Well, how'd you get Xenoblade for seventeen bucks? <laughs> I'm talking more the software. Oh, okay, yeah, but Xenoblade is okay. So picture a coffee coaster burning from the outside. <laughs> the inside is the console. <laughs> Outside of that is Nintendo's games. Yeah. At the very fringes are the poor fucking saps that made third-party exclusive titles. Yeah. That's Xenoblade. Well, what, so what do we got? Xenoblade, Bayonetta, and the Wonderful 101? You, what you else? Can, you, you, you could have stopped at Bayonetta. There's nothing else. <laughs> There really isn't. That's why I Wonderful One Hundred One was a fantastic That's why I game. I got my like spider sense tingling and went fucking yeah. nuts. And I was like, I gotta buy this now. I, yeah, it's not I even too. it's not even unwrapped. Like yeah. I just had to get it because I am confident that this game is gonna be a fetish property in like yeah, it's gonna be three hundred bucks in ten years at least. It's gonna be insane. So. I need to go pick up a copy. I need to find Bayonetta 2 somewhere for relatively cheap as well. If nothing else, then just to hold on to them until I can resell them. So, yeah. yeah it, it, it's it, interesting. It, it, it won't pay off, but it'll be fun to do. Yeah. I, you know, and despite my reservations about the Switch, I still love Nintendo. I think my reservations of the Switch come more from worrying that Nintendo's making the wrong move. Um, Nintendo's a clown. Nintendo is 100% a clown. They think they know what children want and what families want to see, but they're really just off-putting. And it seems very strange because now they're targeting, it seems, in the Switch reveal and all the things that the Switch can do, it seems like they're saying, okay, we heard you, you want more third-party support, you want more high-end graphics, you you want an actual console. But instead of just stopping there, they turned it into a tablet. And so then comes all the questions that come with it being a tablet. How do those controllers work? Will they feel right, you know, playing a AAA game like Skyrim, you know, with these tiny little controllers? If you lose one of the controllers, what is that going to cost to replace? Because I guarantee my kids will lose one of these things immediately. Um, and But they seem to be targeting 20-something-year-old males and females who want a social gaming experience. And some you of it is really, really fantastic cool. And some of it is really worrying. Taste dresses. <laughs> and so, you know, and then there's storage issues. And there's all these questions. And we don't really know the answers. So it's not... 
really worth just yelling about on cast for 20 minutes. But, but let's, and, uh, because <laughs> I am super stoked on this, but at the same time, I am just ready to be pissed off. <laughs> You're inflating yourself just to be deflated? Yeah. I'm, no, I, I'm super I, reserved. I, am, I think it's the wrong move. No, because I, I want a new Nintendo... Uh, a new Nintendo. A new Nintendo. I want yeah. a new Nintendo console, and I want it to be awesome. But yeah. I've also thought that the 3DS and Wii U both suffered from a kind of uh, a, a lack of devotion to the uh, modern game climate. I agree. Like, the 3DS is catching up with, like, the PS2 as far as what kind of games it can play. Yeah. And that's not good enough. No. And the Wii U is not utilizing its own features well enough to warrant the fact that it's alienating uh, developers do anything for it nobody wanted to take the time to bother programming for that gamepad and to figure out i mean the consoles weren't moving so where was the support what are you going to spend three hours to three hours three years developing a game to sell i'm not gonna sit here for three hours to make a game on wii u (laughs) that's you could make an entire wii u game during a windows update um they but uh I mean, like, third-party support just died immediately because... They were like, no, this is not like the other systems. Yeah, consoles weren't selling. They weren't selling the Wii U, so where's the lucrative incentive? You're only going to sell 2 million copies of a AAA title. Uh, I'll I'll do that on PS4 or Xbox and sell 30 million instead. Thank you. Like, it's... Yeah, whatever. But... Yeah. Crack.com put up a article about why Nintendo is fucking up wildly by putting out the Switch. And I don't totally agree, but they had one really salient point, which was that they seem to think that everybody wants their games everywhere all the time. Yeah. Nobody's actually going to carry this device around. I don't think so. And that's I, that's totally fine, but I, I, I really hope Nintendo recognizes that and starts advertising it as a thing that you can carry throughout your home. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what's appealing. Not I that agree. you get to just hop on the train and play Zelda on this giant <laughs> tablet that is going to make everyone think you're a weirdo. Well, and where would you put it? Like, the only practical application of playing this thing... I mean, realistically, like, what you have to set it up with the little kickstand, and, like, can you hold the entire tablet and play with it you with can, those controllers? You can, if you connected? are a troll. <laughs> See, if you have know. enormous upper arm strength, and you're fine with holding a five-pound device in your hands yeah. for hours at a time, um, it's, it's not a portable device. So... My initial reaction after the Switch came out, my my immediate reaction, and I've said it multiple times, and I will say it again here on cast so that it's immortalized forever, I, I truly believe when the Wii U came out, Nintendo got a ton of feedback on the gamepad 
because that gamepad does not work in your home. Everyone was so excited to have a gamepad that they could go in the bathroom, they could go in the bedroom, they could go downstairs to their office, whatever they wanted to do, oh, this is awesome, I can play Zelda anywhere in my home on this gamepad. Well, it didn't work. It, I mean, the, the range on it is 20 feet at best, and you basically have to have a line of sight to the console, or it shuts off. And I think the negative feedback from that alone was enough for Nintendo to say, Oh, you want to play in your bedroom? Fine, we'll build this thing and you can play it wherever the hell you want. Are you happy now? No. <laughs> like, Do they just open communication lines for like five hours every six months? I, yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel like they learned the wrong lesson. And it's... That, yes, that is something that people clamored for, and that is a negative response to the Wii U. But that However, was a long time this ago. Is, this is not the solution. And now we have an Xbox and a PS4 that are selling incredibly well at you know at similar rates. And exactly. You and I, rates. Well, you and I talked about this off-cast, and, and you had the opinion that you don't think there's room for another home console a la Xbox or PS4. And right. I do disagree. I think if with Nintendo software, if you had Mario, Zelda, like this is my dream is Nintendo cancels the Switch right now and says, okay, we let's let's take a hiatus. Or they bad. take they take two years off and they build, maybe only a year, but they build an Xbox or PS4 capable just beast machine with all the third-party support you could want, realistic controllers, no adapters, no dongles, no extra fucking gamepads or switches or screens. No and bullshit. Just a beast console that plays Blu-rays, that has every third-party app you could want, that has all the functionality of, of the networking and the online multiplayer that those consoles have with a 5 gigahertz connection, and you release that, at the same time that you release a new Zelda, a new Mario Kart, a new Smash Brothers, fucking a new Star Fox, a new Pikmin, like you put that software on that console, you will sell a hundred million of those things, hand like easily, and you will continue your company, you will build your gamer base back up, and you will regain the trust of the people. And instead, all you've done is create a new divide into whether people want to find a reason to support you as a company. And that's not, like, I mean, I'm sorry, but that's just not the direction you want your company to head. Hey, let's make decisions where people have to find reasons to support us. Give me a break. Like, All right. their, their thinking is so backwards. This has gone on far enough. Nintendo would never survive as a strictly competing market, though. I think they would. No, they really wouldn't. Because Maybe not survive, but man, they could rebuild their brand, and then they, they could they, go back they to could doing this they wacky could try. shit. They could try, but I think that would actually diminish the attention paid to them. Like, they've, they've actually know. got something good going on by being so contrary. Yeah, it's like, true. Uh, if, if the, imagine if they put out a console that was exactly on par with the Xbox and the PS4, and the only differentiation was that Nintendo games were on it. Yeah. I, I, That's not enough. 
Oh, it is for me. I would no, no, probably... no. It, it would be a big pull, but I'd it would not make Xbox. it. But it it wouldn't feel like a Nintendo console by far. Like they they've really pushed. They have this. built a brand on yeah. being wild, wacky Nintendo time. And... Well, they they've built a brand on being uh, Nintendo only. Yeah. Like they they're not interested in whatever everybody else is doing. So uh, it's true. I, I think that's actually working in their favor now, but that's only in comparison to how badly it was working before. Yeah. Like, when when they held to that at the turn of the DVD generation, that was the worst time for Nintendo, I think. But yeah. they curbed it with uh, being the Wii. And the Wii became a cultural phenomenon like now they're at an interesting place though because they are treated as a different brand a different product even it's true you do expect something different from nintendo no matter what you want you expect something a little different for them to push some sort of boundary in some way and so i think innovative so i think the switch is a good way of them just getting rid of their dual product line and focusing on one thing, which is mobile gaming. I think they're doing a shitty job of it with this run, but they're hedging that bet with a home console adapter. And it's supposed to work about as well as a shitty Xbox One. Right. So... Yeah. It's... My concern, my biggest concern is uh, storage. I don't understand how you can support third part. I mean, I was looking through my Xbox storage the other day and I sorted it by size. Holy crap, the size of some of these games. Like, I installed Doom off of the disc and it was still required a 40 gig download. I have 60 gigs worth of hard drive space just for Doom alone. I mean, that's that's huge. And I don't understand how they're going to... I don't understand how this little tablet is going to have the storage space. I don't know. SD cards have come a long way, and you can you can get a 500 gigabyte SD card. I just <laughs> don't know who nuts. wants to go spend 120 bucks to go do that. No, well, that that's. But if the question is whether or not Nintendo is going to recognize how much storage needs we have and try to meet those. That's still a much more modern question than, are they going to make a game that doesn't <laughs> suck? Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. Or, or are they going to let... I mean, I don't know. I, I am happy to see the third-party support. I'll tell you that. And it's it's a step in the right direction. I'm not super <laughs> Even if happy that third-party support is from five years ago. Yeah, that's fine. Give me well, something else to play. Sorry, I'm just giving you a segue to the next bit of our video game talk because I'm kind of pissed off about this Skyrim re-release. <laughs> Why? Just because you don't want to pay for it and you don't want to do it? You don't... No, because fuck Bethesda. That's why. Like Just greedy sons of bitches? They're nuts. They're out of control. Like yeah. and Oblivion and the fact is next. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
It's mostly the fact that they re-released this, an ostensible up-res with mods that still has all the same bug problems yeah. that the initial release did. Are yeah. they just rubbing it in our face? It's Pretty been much. five years. Can they not get their shit together? If they can't get their shit together in five years, why even listen to them when they say, Hey, Elder Scrolls 6. Oh, you mean Elder Scrolls 5.5? Can't wait. It's, uh, there's a lot of defenders of Bethesda that, you know, because it's such a huge open world and all the intricate pieces... They're doing cetera, so much! They're just the games are so big and there's so much and there's so much detail. How well, could the they Witcher didn't fix have these the same problems. Exactly. The Witcher did not have the same problems. Witcher had problems. It had a clip in. It had weirdness across the board. But it <laughs> Every wasn't, game is gonna have weirdness. But it wasn't that's a standard industry term. <laughs> but it wasn't Bethesda broken. Like no. that's a trademarkable term. See, we're, and we're calling it. It's Bethesda I, broken. Bethesda broken. And uh, I I don't understand how a company could let that reputation continue to grow. You would think after like the first couple games, they'd be like, oh, we should really address this and polish our games a little more. And, and it's not even so much the initial release. Like, I get it. You buy a game brand new, out of the box, the world that we live in now, it's going to have bugs. It's not like it was back in the early aughts or even the late 90s you know where you pull it out and it works um there's patches and updates and but bethesda is so slow and so historically just poor at updating their game for bugs i still haven't beat the dragonborn dlc for skyrim because i hit a bug and you don't like i didn't realize because it was all fresh gameplay the, the guy who comes down, I can't remember his name, starts with an M, the big baddie in Dragonborn. Um, Maleficent. She, yeah, her. Angelina Jolie comes down, and she's supposed to be able to do these dragon shouts, but I didn't know that, right? Like, I just thought it was just this baddie, you beat up on him, and then he flies away, and then it all comes into this big final battle. Well, I get to the final battle, and I can't kill him. I cannot kill the boss. And the health just continues to regenerate and all this wacky shit's going on. So I start looking it up. Turns out there's a bug that if if that, at the first encounter where he comes down and you fight him for the first time or see him for the first time, there's some bug that prevents him from being able to use Dragon Shout. And that bug persists through the continuation of the DLC. And if, if that bug exists, you can't beat the game. Because the, the final fight relies on him using his shouts as a mechanic to the fight. And Bethesda, I, so I did all this research, this was two years ago. Probably even longer, actually. Probably, I mean, it was, it was right when Dragonborn came out, so what, five years ago almost. Did they settle on... They never fixed it. Eh, they have well, never fixed bad it. bad luck. It's been on their known bugs list for four and a half, five years. Never fixed it. Never bothered to update it. Never bothered to fix it. Still haven't beat that game. It's <sighs> fucking insane. And literally, like, their suggestion on the forums was, well, just go back to your nearest save point. But, dude, when it's all fresh gameplay and you don't realize that you're facing a bug because everything else works fine. You can progress the story. You can do the battles. Everything until that final fight. 
And so I had no idea there was even a bug that I was facing. So I would have had to replay the entire Dragonborn DLC just to beat the boss. I haven't, yeah, I haven't played a Bethesda game since. Well, there's no it reason to. me off. Because I played <laughs> Fallout 4, and guess what? You didn't miss much. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's what I hear. I'm not, I'm not giving them shit for no reason. It's just... They, they went from being the D&D of games, like, where you get to really just play your character. Yeah. With Fallout 4, they officially committed to being kind of an everything-to-everyone type yeah. of game publisher. And it's all on they rails still, now. still, still had a laundry list of shitty, shitty problems with their game just at the programming level. And so, oh, yeah. So when that's broken and the game is not that unique anyway, what use Whoa, do we Fallout have for 4 them? isn't unique? No, not in any way. Damn. That's throwing some major shade. No, See, Fallout I've... 4 is bullshit. Fallout 4 is Fallout 3 on rails on rails we uh it man i uh yeah i i've always heard of fallout 4 that it's just on rails but it's forgivable because it's still fallout 4 and it's awesome and you still get to you know run around the but wasteland come on, and it's fight grandma. mutants and stuff i know she had four strokes but she's still <laughs> our grandma uh we're done we're gonna take a break <laughs> all right yeah break time we'll sounds good i gotta break anyway. time sounds very good we'll be right back had our break we enjoyed it so but it wasn't it wasn't long enough and it wasn't great enough not to continue this just unfortunate series of events that have has taken place in our lives and despite being able to see all sorts of media and experience all sorts of awesome things in the last couple months not all of it's been great and boy golly this luke cage show sure pisses me off (laughs) I'm not. Thank you that for that a little bit. segue, Kyle. Luke might Cage be a little was bit severe, not good. But yeah, no, it was it was really unfortunate. I did not. I enjoyed the first three episodes of that show probably more than any of the other Netflix properties, and then I decided that I didn't enjoy any of the rest of the seven episodes even a little bit. I, I would have rather watched my computer just do a Windows 10 update. 
wow. they didn't bother. Uh, okay, it was a bad show. You don't have to be mean. <laughs> yeah, I kind of do, though. It now, is it, really uh, frustrating. And I will contradict Kyle's review by saying that I loved it right up until about episode 7. Yeah, that's true. Like, I was pretty into it, and I was being dragged along, being full-on interested in what was going to happen with this until there. But... Okay, so they kill Cottonmouth. And Cottonmouth is the best character in the show at that point. He was captivating. Every time he was on screen, he was just... And, All your attention. And, it, was a, and, it was great. And they tossed him to the side for what I would normally call a ratings boost, but it's a Netflix show, so I don't yeah. have any idea why they thought this was a good idea. It yeah, was just a shitty move, and the rest of the season never recovers. No, yeah. The 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 last few episodes... Man, the whole thing... What was her name? Mariah? Mariah? Oh, fuck Mariah. Mariah was... Holy shit. She's a terrific actress. Yes. Had nothing to do in the first half. Had a lot to do in the second half. She did both equally well, but the story didn't give her any reason to do it. Yeah. Uh, It was just out of the blue. All of a sudden, she was abused and... Cottonmouth stepped over the line, so she kills him, which was interesting in itself. Yeah, that, you know, was, that was a cool move. I was like, scene. oh, what's happening next? Turns out, fucking nothing. Yeah, and then it just pewters out, and like, it, just all the... I really did not like the way that they tried to fit all the set pieces together. You had this, you know, FBI or... I guess local PD side of things where they're trying to pin everything on Mariah and they're, they're trying to prove what's really going on here. And they're suspicious, you know, Luke Cage is being framed. They're, they're after Luke Cage, but they're not after Luke Cage. So they took that set piece and tried to fit it into, you know, Luke Cage's story of, you know, getting justice for pops who had gotten killed back in like episode two which and he's still continuing this takes vendetta. ten episodes. Yeah, and so they try and just fit these together, and they don't. They just don't fit together. And then Mariah's in the middle of both of them, and she's just doing whatever she wants without repercussion. And her little sidekick, freaking Shades, turned out to be one of the most disappointing characters on screen that I have seen in years. Hands down. When he first came in to the show, I was like, oh shit, this dude is going to be awesome. He had all that mysticism that you get from, you know, they, they had this wonderful buildup of of mystery and intrigue with his character, and then they did not deliver on any of it. He just was some ordinary dude who decided that he wanted power and fell in love with Mariah it was so not fucking even, strange. Not even. He, he he fell in love with Mariah because he figured he could gain something from it. Right. He like, wanted the power. He was oh, 100% dude. just like, hey, I'm very professional as a criminal. Something That's my that I... character trait. <laughs> yeah. Something that I was looking forward to was they were, you know, talking about this Diamondback. Diamondback. Oh, and you know what Diamondback... No, 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 no. So, no. Let, so let this, them be disappointed. Let so them this, be disappointed. 
this mystery and intrigue from Shades talking about you don't want Diamondback to get involved. I thought it would be really cool if it turned out that Diamondback was a name only and that Shades was Diamondback and that he could do all kinds of awesome shit. Like maybe he had some powers, maybe he you know, could go toe-to-toe with Luke Cage for some reason, and then they didn't deliver on any of that. Instead, you have a Diamondback who is a man-child who has been so hung up (laughs) on childhood uh, sliding, I guess? Like, he's just been slighted? He wasn't even mistreated. He's just been slighted. And He just got tired of being adopted basically. he's just so pissed <laughs> off that he's adopted that he forgets how he ran a drug cartel and becomes 100 percent consumed with just beating up luke who only showed up like two weeks ago god but it was all to get at Luke Cage. Diamondback planned everything. Diamondback was the one who built Luke Cage and made the science experiments happen and had him beat up in in prison. Watch Jessica Jones, match. people. Just, Again. just just go watch Jessica Jones. It's fine. Yeah, seriously. You're you're fine. You'll you'll see Luke Cage in there and he's better there. Oh man, it yeah, that show just spun out of control. And it was really too bad because, uh, oh man, I know his first name's Michael. What's the the actor's name for Luke Cage? Michael Coulter. Michael Coulter. Michael Coulter. He is awesome. He's fantastic. He was was the best part of that show. When he's on camera. It was just all the set pieces around him just did not work. Did not fit together. Uh, Lots of promises that didn't work. Classic example of a million great pieces that do not make a great hole. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Rosario Dawson, like every person who was involved in this show, was excellent. But the way they Mm -hmm. put them together just pissed me off. The only one that got me after a while was uh, the, the lady cop. She oh she, Misty Misty got Misty dropped. started to that was unfortunate on me. that was that was super unfortunate because she had a yeah. great role that yeah. could have turned into a really excellent narrative role but yeah, I agree they just decided that they were like ah eh, don't really they decided care. to lock her in a room and interrogate her for an entire episode because she got aggressive with a witness we've seen jack which, bauer do which this was for out years. of character anyway <laughs> like all of that was contrived like yeah. everything about misty in the last half was just contrived bullshit they could have done you know, way better with just 10 episodes if they yeah. had just shoved some yeah, how, plot points in how many was it 13 it was so, yeah. 13 Interminable episodes. Five of those were involving uh, getting a Judas bullet out of him. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding? Four episodes at least. And then in the finale, they all have Judas bullets, and it's not an issue. And let's just 
and they all <laughs> hold three. hands and they sing the song of Whoville. It was um, fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's too bad too because it was very promising at the beginning, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm still excited for the Defenders. I'm less excited for Iron Fist now. I was. I, really I'm excited, less excited for Iron Fist, but I am actually still way on it. Oh, sure. I mean, less excited by like, oh, I'll probably binge this in, I don't know, a day or two after it comes out instead of staying up till four in the morning the night that it comes out. You didn't do that with Luke Cage. Uh, yeah. I had like three or four episodes down that Friday night that it came out. Oof. Yeah, I was, I was pretty into it. That must have disappointing. <laughs> and then it all just kind of <laughs> fell apart. <laughs> It took it, so I watched three or four that first night. I didn't finish it for two weeks. If that gives you any example of my my pace, of <laughs> I saw level a of lot, excitement. and then it was like the first time I ever saw a grown man's penis. I just what? I just <laughs> backed off. <laughs> I didn't want to see anything else for a while. <laughs> um, so I don't know. It's. I'm still into it. We'll see. I, we could go see Doctor Strange. I'm gonna go do that, I guess. I mean, I <laughs> you're not. I I want to see it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah, but I'm, you're not I'm, gonna go. The uh, I think I will. No, um, really? Man, like, I'll tell do you have you, plans for that. Uh, Jake and I want to go see it. I think yeah. we're we're trying I, to go I, see. I want to see tonight. it too. I, I'm I'm curious about it, but I also kind of want Marvel to just crash and burn at this point. Now, you just recently saw Civil War. You hadn't yeah. seen it, and yeah. I haven't gotten your review of that movie yet, and I am genuinely curious. Let's do it. Fuck it. Let's do it live. Uh, <laughs> Let's, uh, what'd you think? It was all right. Really? Now, Brought me right back in, man. No, it, it really fucking I was starting didn't. to get stale. No, See, I it, was the it's, opposite. It's still stale. That's the nah, problem. Like, I liked it. No. I didn't it had some problems. I didn't I dislike it. it. I'll I'll go ahead and say I did not dislike it. I liked watching it. In fact, I liked watching it the second time when Ooh. I you do watched that? it. I, well, I watched it with Chris so that she could see it too, and I can get. You her can opinion. only watch those Marvel movies once. Yeah, that's no, that's the rule, the unwritten rule of Marvel. You watch it once, you're happy, and then you move on. They you are evaporating tape. Yeah, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> no, I, I I I liked it the whole time, but they're good at entertaining. They're not really doing a very good job of uh, providing any reason for this series to keep going though. Yeah, like it's gone on a little long. Uh Spider-Man was fantastic. I loved the introduction of Tom Holland's Spider-Man because He's I like Spider-Man fantastic. and he was the best Spider-Man. I agree. I can agree with that. I think he's the best Spider-Man we have ever seen on film. Yeah. But <laughs> we also have a whole movie of just a bunch of Marvel mythology nonsense that just got pushed forward. Like, it was a series of vignettes. It, it wasn't... It wasn't bad. It just wasn't 
vital. It did a very good job of during the movie. It made it did a very good job of making you feel as if all of this was important. This mattered. This was serious. Look at them fight. What is going on? You know, we're we're and right. But they created then, this universe in which that's important. Well. Like, but then, like, you finish the film, and you, you take a look back, and you do a little bit of a retrospective, and you go, ah, nothing's changed. Like, even the, the final conclusion of, of, you know, Stark finding out that Bucky was the one who killed his parents. And, and Zemo was a and... very great villain for yeah. doing that. Like, he... Pretty awesome. He made me just want to go hang out with him. Yeah. Him and him and uh, Black Panther. Holy crap! Black Panther was awesome. Oh, Black Loved Panther was awesome, it. but yeah. that that also I have to give a immediate pass because they're making a Black Panther movie, mm-hmm. and this is a backdoor segue to that. So I'm, yeah. I'm not yeah. I'm not going to give Civil War extra credit for being so good <laughs> at setting up this other movie. Yeah, that's true. I, uh, it's, it's tough because we know the Marvel schedule. So, you know, you have this, while I'm watching Civil War, I think it's very important. And then I do that retrospective and I go, ah, but Infinity War. So this didn't really matter. Like, I know Iron Man and Cap are going to yell at each other and exchange words and have trouble trusting each other during Infinity War Part 1. And then they're all going to band together and be the superheroes that we knew they could be in Infinity Part 2. It's just like, come on, like, at a certain point, I think I just have to let go of all of that extra knowledge and, and just enjoy the movie while I'm seeing it and and laugh along and yeah, look at the at action. Yeah, but at what point do you let that go? Right. Like, because How long they, can they they've continue? been relying on you to do that yeah. six times a year for three years now. Not that many, but close. I mean, and and you're exactly right. And that is, I mean, I love the movie. It brought me right back in. I am excited. I want to go see Doctor Strange. I'm really excited about Thor Ragnarok, Ragnarok, Rockin' Fraggle Rock, whatever it is. I I swear they're fucking with me. They got Taika Waititi to to direct that movie. (laughs) And he does not seem like the type to do such a film and that's why I'm back in on Thor yeah and so I kind of feel like they're fucking with me man could you imagine if Edgar Wright had gotten to do one of these Ant-Man? movies Ant-Man he, if he, he was supposed Ant-Man. to do Ant-Man I know oh I, don't even no now I'm just I, gonna uh, yell uh, there's gonna a be a, a, a high pitched scream across yeah. the rest of this podcast I have a friend who has still not seen Ant-Man and has not seen Civil War because he's so pissed off that Edgar Wright did not get to do Ant-Man. And it really does show, like, they, you know, people for a while, myself included, have been saying that Marvel needs to break its own mold. They built this mold, they cast it, they need to find a way to break it. And it was pretty evident around the entire Ant-Man scandal and who's going to direct it and him... I don't know. What do you call it? <laughs> Fiasco? Um, Ant-Man controversy. Sure. Ant-Man snafu. Um, sure. Oh, how about Ant-Man fubar? Fucked up beyond all recognition. 
But uh, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, don't so, let us know what that meant. Well, some people might not. Um, so yeah, the whole Edgar Wright thing, and like, I th- I feel like he tried to break that mold, and they said no, you can't. You have to do it this way, and that's that's very telling for the future of what we're going to get through whatever it is twenty twenty one or whatever. We're getting these movies, whether we like them or not, and they're going to fit a mold, whether we like them to or not. And we can either accept it and be <laughs> happy that we're getting to see these superheroes on screen doing awesome things, which is much more than we've ever gotten before, or we can be very disappointed that also, it's not, not challenging. True, because uh, there was a lot of commitment to the Chronicles of Narnia. Sure. That got cut short. It's true. I don't think this will be though. These yeah, are but so I mean, much money. I, I'm just saying that it's possible that a movie could do so bad that they just stop yeah. doing it. Well, it won't be Doctor Strange. The the no, 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 batch no, no. effect. I, I, Holy hell! Oh my god! I'll, can we talk about why people hate Benedict Cumberbatch? I love him. I love him too. But people I, seem to really not like that guy. Oh, well, I don't know. Didn't Doctor Strange just break like every UK box office record? No, no, no. We're not talking about box office. We're talking about Reddit. All right. We're talking about Reddit. Oh, fuck Reddit. <laughs> yeah. Reddit. But, <laughs> I mean, come on, though. But we have, uh, like, a friend of mine hates him just really? on site. I don't get it. And I had to ask He's... him, like, oh, no, actually... Fucking Chris hates him on site. Ugh, we gotta get her on cast. So you can just ask, why do you hate Benedict Cumberbatch? Yeah, well, I, we, I don't we, get it. He's we, we can't pin actor. it down. He's like got a great sense of humor. Also, neither of them can provide a moment where he was actually unpleasant. They have haven't the actually problem, seen though. him anywhere. I have the same problem with Tom Cruise. I don't like him. I don't ah. know why. Well, no, no, I just can't. I don't care about him or his movies. Kind of all right, but yeah, it's a little more expectable. But yeah, because he's so inescapable. Like you'll still see movies he's in, despite not liking him. Like Benedict Cumberbatch is up and coming, though. Like if you don't like him, you're not going to see his movie, and then he's not going to be in those movies anymore. Like man, yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. I don't understand the dislike. Sherlock is awesome. God damn, one of the oh, best man. shows I've ever seen. I can't wait for more of that. Yeah, me too. Season three was a little, a little off. I think because season two was just so fantastic with Moriarty, and then the lull of season three. Yeah, we'll but but if you watch season three, they they did really made up for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are some. Great, the freaking Hounds of Baskerville is yeah, so good. that was cool, so good. All right. Anyway, um, for, for, forget all of that. But uh, what about DC? Well, I was gonna say, so you know, Marvel has its mold. Seems to be, a, it works for them, although it might put some people off. But boy, you want to talk about superheroes done right and all that. You know, when you read comics and you watch cartoons and you're a kid, you can't possibly imagine how these mythical creatures and and aliens and all these things can kind of actually work together. The Flash is a good show. 
But holy shit, the CW is just blowing it out of the park. I can't believe how good Flash and a couple seasons of Arrow, which probably needs more explanation. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. And Supergirl. Uh, we're not going to talk about Arrow. They're from so now on. good. I'm fine with that. I final I, I haven't on watched Arrow. Arrow. I've got nothing to contribute anyway. Like, first two seasons. First two seasons are fantastic. You don't even need to watch the show after that. It's just <laughs> not necessary. Um, I'm stalled in season four because I just can't bring myself to finish it. It's gotten bad. But I, I, I'm just I'm just so shocked. Like I've seen some of Agents of Shield. Sure. And I get that that's keeping the Marvel tone and property mm-hmm. alive on network television. Now, when I watch The Flash and Supergirl and Agents of Tomorrow, I'm not seeing anything Legends like I'm seeing tomorrow. on TV. I mean, I'm sorry, like I'm seeing in film. Yeah. Like, they, they don't even seem to respect each other, let alone acknowledge. Like, they don't care what's no, happening yeah. between it's the two. It's an enclosed universe. Screw all that Batman v Superman business. But they, doesn't that make... show a lack of confidence? Mm, I think it's I think it's smart. <laughs> well, Honestly. no, it's, it's smart because they're preserving all they can. But yeah. if you were going to make a huge push to attack Marvel in the cinema, right? Why would you be this uh, pussyfooted about it? I don't know. It's but they're not DC. Like I don't know if they're it's letting they're letting the TV shows be their own thing, their own movies. Yeah, and that's that's what I mean. Like they don't seem to care these films. I mean, they made a choice very early on when they signed Snyder and they made Man of Steel that they were going to make a darker, grittier film verse to combat the light-hearted, carefree, colorful Marvel verse. And and then CW shows up and God, I can't remember the guy's name, but there's one guy who's been at the head of every single show. Kevin Smith talks about him all the time on his uh, Hollywood Bob- Babylon podcast, but. Um, so this guy created these shows and basically looked at what the DC Filmverse was doing. It was like, no, like you guys aren't combating it this the right way. You're not. This isn't what people want. People want superheroes. People want to feel good about their superheroes. They don't want to be depressed about their superheroes. They don't want to have to ask themselves the question of whether or not they should go to the theater to maybe see a cool movie. They want to know that it's going to be a magical, fun, exciting experience. So they built that on the CW, and it holds up. It's fantastic. And yet so. they've, they've also been uh, a little bit subject to the CW curse of sure. teen drama. Sure. It's, it, they're soap operas. That's fine. So is Marvel. It's... Oh, man, it just pisses me off because season one of Flash was maybe the only piece of this whole thing that stood apart as just being Silver Age mm-hmm. comic book nonsense. Yeah. 
and then season two just took it into a bunch of I guess mold fitting uh bullshit <laughs> there's no other word for it it no you're right I mean and it is it's Flash really season, interesting Flash season 2 was basically Arrow season 2 no you haven't seen Arrow you can't do that okay um, well Flash season 2 was basically Supergirl season 1 so Flash season 1 had all this charm and promise and Kevin Smith I said I listened to his podcast he talked he directed one of the episodes uh, and, a couple uh, actually yeah, a couple now. The the one the first one when he directed it, when he went up there, he was he's was talking all these stories about how they kind of do their thing up there, and they have this mold where every episode needs to have heart, humor, and spectacle. Those are the three pillars of Flash, and they nail them so well. That show is very heartwarming. It has very good character interaction and stories and narratives. It's a, an amazing spectacle. What they managed to pull off on a limited budget on a non-network TV show is amazing. Some of the stuff that they do with Grodd and how good Grodd looks for a TV show. Yeah. Like, I've seen worse CGI That, that shouldn't film. happen. And uh, so it's awesome. You know, and humor, it's, it's very clever and witty at, at points. And some of the characters are hilarious, actually. No, Cisco's fantastic. And, uh... So it has all these things and it's fantastic, but Flash season one got so popular so quickly that it changed what they were doing and the direction that they were going. Like they stepped out on a limb. The first two seasons of Arrow are very different. They fit more in the DC Universe film where it's darker, there's no humor, it's just action and drama. Boy, and can't wait to watch. It worked. But it worked way better than the film. How could it work? It worked better because they had the time to build storylines and create characters that actually mattered, which the DC universe lacks entirely. There's nobody that you care about at all. Yeah, they push it on you right away. Um, So, but Arrow benefited from having the time to build that, and there are some on-screen deaths in Arrow that are pretty like holy shit that character just died they were a staple of what was going on here how is this going to continue and uh, you know or it creates huge motivation for the hero or his friends or something to to act out in these really drastic ways that actually make sense rather than just forcing the issue like batman v superman did over and over um but then season one of flash came out and it changed what arrow was doing and arrow lightened up and instead of those we've had the same characters now if you look at the call sheet for arrow nobody's died since season three and it fucking sucks because now there's 12 characters running around and you know that they're all okay and they're all safe and, of course, they had to bring Raza Ghul into it, which means even if somebody dies, they could just come back at any point because Lazarus Lazar pits are a thing pit. now. And it's just incredibly disappointing. But, and that's kind of Flash's fault. Like, because... Oh, right? Like, but you can't, you know, blame Flash because it's such a great show. No, it just, well, it, well, it's more you, you can blame Flash, but well, the question yeah. is, do you 
prefer a Dark Arrow or a CW universe that's a little bit lighter toned? I think I'll take the overall universe of a lighter tone. I I really enjoy Supergirl. I really enjoy I Flash. I love Supergirl. Especially so. this season. I just I, I just got caught up on the last couple episodes. Mm-hmm. And Supergirl is killing it. Like Yeah. It's it's about the most charming show on T V. See and <laughs> and season three of Arrow was still I mean it, it skirted that, that darker storyline and you have some collaborations with Flash and they had really awesome chemistry because you had this dark brooding non-communicative character in arrow and this over communicative happy you know boy in flash and the two of them the on-screen chemistry was fantastic there was this awesome scene the crossovers are great yeah there was this awesome scene where uh oliver queen was going to you know teach barry allen some things about fighting because barry was still trying to figure it out and had to get stronger so he could fight whatever so (laughs) he arrow's like i'm gonna shoot you with an arrow and barry allen laughs it off and says okay so he runs out like 200 (laughs) yards runs back catches all the arrows you know doesn't get shot and is laughing and then he had set up a timed crossbow and shot Barry Allen in the back. And it was the best thing. You're just laughing your ass off. You're like, ha, ah, take that flash, you noob. And it's <laughs> great. But then they they made Arrow lighter. And instead of that on-screen chemistry now, it just it doesn't work the same way. And so Arrow is now like this missing link in in this show yeah, verse. They made it, Arrow lighter, lame. and they also made Barry heavier. Yeah, like yeah, he much. He spent the whole second season just being like, "Why is this my life?" He's just a fucking squealing ghost of nonsense. Like, there's no good reason for him to be bitching about the things he is. Speaking of squealing ghosts, if you want to to know the status of Arrow, just pay attention to uh, uh, Black Canary. You know, Laurel Lance, who now has, like, a Dune style. You know David Lynch's Dune? (laughs) yeah they put the voice boxes so now she's like this banshee and she's like taking down buildings (laughs) what god it's so fucking bad (laughs) oh come on just let her rest she was a great character she deserved she deserved to just just die yeah it and it would have created proper motivation for some of the things that are happening in arrow but instead everybody's alive now because you know flash said that it's okay to have everybody be alive yeah well okay don't blame flash exactly it's not his fault that he time travels for most of his plots yeah so it's interesting but if you do want, if you long for that light-hearted comic book spectacle... Supergirl! For the most part, you can find it on the CW. And they are doing amazing work with amazing creative directors and designers <laughs> who are 
you know, did, here's wait, wait, one, wait, wait, wait. The one endorsement you need, no, the one endorsement did, you need is the fact that they're hiring directors and writers and, and producers who actually know the storylines and care about this stuff, which is the exact opposite of what's happening in the film verse for DC. Yeah, awesome, awesome news to put out. But did, did we not realize that we are moving on to our next segment and just being shitty on it? <laughs> like, like that, this is another place where we're just going to bitch about how it's not up to code. Well, there's a lot of things. God, the way this morning has been, the way that everything has been. No, man, no, no, no. Let's keep it up. We got... We got to bitch about just anything we possibly can. All right, coming up. Feel the need. Next, it's video games. Right now, we're taking a break. trying to break things um so we're back we've discussed a lot we've bitched a lot a lot has happened to us in the last couple months in fact a lot more has happened than we've even talked about thus far but uh we've left off talking about cw and the good and the bad that is happening over there and uh you stated that you wanted to segue that into some video game discussion. We talked a little bit about Skyrim, but uh, what else yeah. you got? I know we've both been playing a lot of games like lately. I would like to go back to Skyrim and say that there is no good reason, Bethesda, <laughs> for you to be releasing this five-year-old game again. Hey, Nintendo's nope. doing it. Done. That's something we didn't talk about with the Nintendo brand. That classic uh, edition NES is is out and well, ruining every retro console collector's nightmares. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Good that Lord. is that is hard for them, especially <laughs> if they thought that it like yeah, point and laugh, I'm gonna sell to this honest. year. <laughs> well, I don't think it was ever about selling. I think it was about trying to hold on to a piece of the childhood and i get it i'm i just am not i'm not very sentimental as a person it's (laughs) some say it would be a downfall i think it's nice because i don't have a bunch of shit littering my house that i don't need i i'm with you and i also think that the the, uh, nes was really not the point to dwell on could have been for some people i don't know i mean there's there are things that i look back and i'm like oh man i like have just such fond memories of that particular thing the difference is just because i have fond memories of something doesn't mean i have to have it or ever play it again or watch it again it it just exists and that's fine and i have those memories which is great i don't need a catalyst for that but anyway 
we talked about Nintendo enough. What else you got? Well, I want to play Titanfall 2. Yeah. But I also don't think that I should pay for it. <laughs> well, buy two Anybody games. else Target there? Is Anybody like else almost, there? Anybody Target's else almost there? always doing a two-for-one. You just go buy a couple games that you do want. XCOM and something else. And then just get it for free. Don't try to fix this for me, Kyle. <laughs> Um, man, Titanfall 2 is a perplexing case. I kind of want it. I don't want to pay for it. I, it's going to be 30 Question, bucks. Why are you even interested? I think it looks like a fun first-person shooter. Uh, and I want to play is it. Is that because of the reviews or because of Titanfall yeah, just, 1? No, no, no. Just videos. Um, you know the, the the videos that have surfaced since the game release. It looks like a fun and exciting game. Some of the I, I don't tend to pay too much attention to reviews. To be honest, I don't even know what this is reviewing at. I've just seen some YouTube videos of some gameplay, and the campaign looks interesting enough that I want to play it. But I'm not going to pay sixty bucks to play a single player campaign. Like it's and I don't Fair. know if I'd ever play the multiplayer. I honestly don't know if I ever would. There, there's no way to know. If I'm playing multiplayer, it's you got XCOM too. Overwatch, though, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and how's that been? Fantastic. I, okay. I picked it up. I played it on PC. I, I played through about a quarter of the game on PC. I'm about at the same point on console. So this is by no means a full review of XCOM Two as a finished product. I'll get there eventually, but. Man, they they managed to keep all the same set pieces from XCOM Enemy Unknown. All the same tactics. Um, but they managed to ramp everything up by creating these time-based objectives. So in the first XCOM, I played it on a pretty hard difficulty. And I would just sit back and snipe like crazy. And I could beat every single level, even if it took me three days to do it, because I had all the time in the world to accomplish that task. They fixed that in XCOM 2, where rather than just a patience, you know, cat and mouse game, you now have objectives that you have to reach in a certain number of turns. And if you don't get there, you lose. And it created it it, it has created a dynamic in that single player campaign that is so engaging and enthralling. I, every time I pick it up, I'm like, oh my god, this is all I want to do for the rest of my life is shoot these aliens in the face. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty much it. It's fantastic. So, XCOM 2 is so good that friends don't matter. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm fine with single player games. I have no problem with that. And no, I mean, I, I, I'm in single player games too. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe I don't know exactly what you're getting at, but it's hard to find people online playing at the same time that want to play the same game. 
And, you know, even if, you know, maybe when something first releases, like Destiny Rise of Iron came out and Jake and I played a whole bunch of that, it was really, really fun. But now if I'm going to play Destiny, it's probably going to be on my secondary character and I'm going to run through that campaign again and check out the different classes. It's not so much an online experience anymore because we're not doing the same things at the same time. And I don't usually do Crucible matches, which is what Jake usually does. So, you know, the dynamic of that has changed. XCOM is a perfect solution to that. I don't need friends. Like, I can play that single-player campaign. I'm playing it on normal difficulty right now, and it is so difficult because of those time-based objectives. Having to actually storm in and hope that your hits land and hope that the aliens don't take you. Like, holy crap, it is so much fun. So, no, I don't need friends. I've got XCOM. <laughs> huh. I'll explain. I got a kitten last night. What is going on in your life right now? I got a kitten last night. So there's this, there's this animal just running <laughs> rampant across my apartment all the time. And I, I just want a game that I can play. Where I'm allowed to pause it once in a while. Yeah. Well, oh, you can this pause thing it all the time. Scratches the cornea right out of my eye. <laughs> What's the kitten's name? Uh, Barry. Oh, I love it. I love it. Little black cat. Yeah. What the picture show? We should throw one of those up on the uh, website at some oh, point. Oh, she is. Or oh, he is breaking the controller. All right. <laughs> Cat attack in the studio. Oh no, he wants he wants to just come back down. Never mind. Anyway, yeah. Man, I wish I had a kitten. I miss cats. We we went dog route and it has not dog it has route. Much fun. <laughs> yeah, dogs are great. They like I mean, obviously just awesome, faithful companion. Excited to see you every single day. Not as much attitude. But Man, I love I love a cat's personality, and they're all so different. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I miss cats. Maybe when yeah. we move, we're gonna be able to get a couple cats, which is exciting. They're unique people. So, oh, did sorry, I, did, did I, I did I not? So, so, so did I sell you? Do you want XCOM now? No, <laughs> dick. <laughs> no, what what I've learned is that I should just buy whatever's cheapest. No, come on, man. That's not how you can approach the gaming market. I mean, you got uh, XCOM it 2 is, is worth... if you're talking about Titanfall 2 versus XCOM 2. <sighs> XCOM 2 is worth it. It yeah, is worth Yeah, but if I find Titanfall 2 for the same price, why the yeah. fuck wouldn't I buy that? Yeah, no. Titanfall yeah, 2. No. Okay, I haven't played Titanfall 2, but I can tell you, based on that our it's history newer, together, more expensive, and what we, and what we and it would be shocking if you could find it for the same price. No, I will tell you, even if both were $60, I'm saying XCOM 2 is the better game. I mean, just mm. hands down. It's more accessible, it's, it's so much fun. Well, so we do have us on cast, so... Is XCOM 2 
better uh shitty <laughs> I'm I'm just thinking about all the terrible uh bugs that came oh, with yeah, the no. first one is uh way better Better. Way less janky, way less just like I remember watching that game being played on console. I played it on PC originally, but I remember watching it being played on console, and everything was so um, fractured isn't the right word, but just rough. I mean, every scene transition was so rough and and broken. It was not smooth in any way. It just kind of jumped all over the place. And you'd send your guy and he would jump around the screen. And it, it clearly was not optimized. I don't know whether the consoles just weren't powerful enough to render all of that texture and world at the same time. Because sometimes you have aliens who are rendered. They're just out of your view and they're way far away on the map. Um, so maybe it just didn't work, but they, it, I don't know what they did in XCOM 2, but it is smooth as can be. And it's a lot of fun. I've talked smooth about XCOM 2 way too can long. Be. We don't need to talk about XCOM anymore. What else is going on? What, what, what do you want? Nothing. I'm, nothing. I, 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 I'm hiding the fact that I've just been doing nothing but playing Dragon Quest 7 and That's watching it. CW shows like nope. that that has been my entire life for like a month uh how is Dragon Quest still borderline shitty like <laughs> yeah cause you probably haven't even unlocked your class yet and you no I got my class I got my class and I've changed my class I am fantastic at class I've done well <laughs> I got class. I got all the class. Believe me, I got class. I got more class than anybody. I got more class than you could believe. <laughs> just, just watch me. You'll see how much class I got. Um, but I don't know. No, I, I that Dragon Quest game. Like, I remember seeing it. And I was like, oh, sweet, cool RPG. I could get into this. Oh, never mind. You don't unlock anything until you give up your left testicle and two of your nipples. I'm, I'm okay. Like, it's that game true. requires I would, so I, fucking much. I see your joke, and I laugh. But, <laughs> but you're I nippleless. <laughs> also would be very willing to trade both my nipples and one of my testicles to not have done any of the things I did <laughs> just to get to Whiskey job check. classes. Dragon Quest, check. Ugh. CW shows, check. Life in order? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what else is coming out? I, I think we have an opportunity here, though. What? So, my future of gaming is pretty locked up for this holiday season. I don't see Wait, myself what is buying what, what? anything how else. It, how is it so locked up? What, what you, you got? Uh, I don't see myself buying anything else until March. Um, I've March? got March. March. That's, that's, that's not. I'll tell you. I'll tell you means that's... explaining the next two months. <laughs> I'm okay. I am. Forza, XCOM two, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Ah, boring. <sighs> no, it's awesome. I'm stoked on those three titles, and that's all. And maybe a little bit of Destiny, which I already bought. Oh, and. 
probably Diablo now, since they just dropped the news that the Necromancer is coming back. But see, that's still that's not till spring. So and sure. then in spring, the next title that honestly will sway me, like Titanfall, eh, I'm okay without it. I don't play any of those Call of Duty or anythings. Um, yeah, but I I I, the, uh, I think you should get Titanfall. Uh, I'm not gonna do it, man. Ah. I, I, I when I don't know what are we gonna do, spend ten hours playing that game multiplayer and yeah. then we're gonna be like all right we've done enough and then I'm gonna go back yeah, to Forza that's or also Pokemon ten hours more than you will ever spend having that experience in Forza or Pokemon yeah I'd rather spend my ten hours doing that oh. sorry yeah you're not gonna convince me um. Yeah, I'm locked up. The next game that I'm going to probably buy at full price uh, is For Honor. That game, I got to play the beta of that, and holy shit. Man, it's good. Um, The only other game that might sway me is if Doom goes on sale this holiday season. If I get Doom for 30 bucks, I'd buy it immediately. It'll be 20 I'm hoping. 20 but yeah it, um, well it's 20 at the stores right now no it's not yeah it is no it's not i was you... just in gamestop and best buy two days ago picking up my volcanion codes well not two days ago it was a week ago but yeah it's 60 bucks still 40 bucks used you gotta remember i live in a place where prices don't make sense that's true so so yeah, that's all I got. I got I got my video game catalog set. I'm ready. I I'm not even Dishonored too, which is very tempting. Uh, I'll I'll pass. It'll be a game with gold within two well, years. If you're also the first lucky because I <laughs> I have to buy two copies of that immediately. Oh, uh, Dishonored. Yeah. You don't have to. Well, I do because it's the next game that me and uh, my girlfriend are gonna play. Yeah. Simultaneous. See I don't have I don't have a gamer wife, so I, I get to avoid that. Although I will <laughs> tell you, we've been talking a lot off cast about multiple Xboxes and good lord no. it's getting really tempting for me to buy another Xbox for my living room so that I can play online with my kids. Well now is the time to do it. What you should <laughs> do though is buy an S. I sh- I well that would be the idea is I buy an S for myself right and then give my kids the other console in the living room so that they can hit it with all their bats and muppet yeah. feelings <laughs> so I I don't know man there's a lot of games that I think would be a lot of a lot of fun to play with the kids the what we're getting into right now my oldest uh, she's going to be 11 in February, and she wants to, all the boys at school, which this was news to me, Halo is still big, and all the boys at school play Halo, and she wants to know about Halo. So I think we're going to play through some of the Master Chief collection, because you can actually play that split screen. So yeah. that'll be nice. We'll see. All right. Well, we didn't really present a lot of new ideas in this in this entire cast. Yeah. It's been mostly a bitch fest because today was supposed to be a magical day. It was supposed to be filled with sunshine and ponies and rainbows 
And then, I know I was pissed that we even had to do this. <laughs> and then I fucking got Windows 10 and then you made me talk about the Switch, which I'm not happy about. No, no. Luke no, Cage that I'm not happy about. Quit bringing it back. Quit bringing it back. Man, it's it's been a it's been a fun couple of months since we've done one of these casts. We've obviously been very busy working on the West cast, the How the West Was, which has been awesome. And we'll be back for that next week, just yep. as full of piss and vinegar. <laughs> but, yeah, man, went from being sick yesterday to just getting up bright and early and for no reason. I could have come over here and no started reason. this computer and gone back to bed for an hour. Yeah, no, I, I, I could have yelled at nothing <laughs> for two hours. I would have done fine. Uh, anything else you're looking forward to? We have an opportunity here. What are we looking forward to in the next couple months? Uh, that I'll talk about it in the next couple months. But I, Yeah, but I want to know, like, initial... initial the last Guardian... Last Guardian. Are you uh, going to get a PS4? If I have to, but mostly I just need to play that game. Yeah, looks pretty phenomenal. What about uh, what about this Assassin's Creed movie? <laughs> Don't care. What about... What else do we got coming up? I don't think there's much of anything. The world might end in like five days after this election. That's, sure. That'll be interesting. I don't see it working out well for anybody, depending on any result. So that'll be good. <laughs> be, <laughs> we might not ever do a podcast again. <laughs> I mean, who knows what the hell's going to happen? So we're just taking it one day at a time. And two hours of that is dedicated to Windows 10 updates. I don't know. I think it's sign-off time. I got nothing left. We are done. The only other things that I did over the last month or so uh, are things that you haven't, which you really like. need to take my CISO login and watch Harmon Quest and Bajillion Dollar Properties. Yeah, Fantastic. that's actually on my immediate list of things to do. If we're, yeah, if we're going to have any sort of like crummage, that's, those two things have been just great they're awesome and i'm happy that i was able to to watch them um surprisingly especially harman quest that turned out to be the gem uh that made the subscription worth it because bajillion dollar properties was great and it was fun seeing all those people but as a whole it didn't really deliver on some of the points that i wanted it to but man harman quest far exceeded any expectations so It'll be interesting to see how those continue to. And when I disagree with you entirely. Yeah, probably. (laughs) That seems to happen quite often. We'll see. So yeah, this has been Ladies Tea Time Podcast. Thank you for joining us and spending, well, I guess whatever it is for you. I don't know, like five hours. If you if you were at the gym, or maybe at the movies, at the gym, yeah, you listen to Ladies Tea Time podcast while you're running that elliptical. We could be motivating. Pump it up. You got to pump you up. 
I'm hanging Nothing? up on you. Come on, man. Pump the people up, nope, DJ. Nope. Nope. I think you did it. We're done. So we do have a new website, lttpodcast.com. Please go check it out. The most amazing, wonderful thing that you could do for us. If you enjoy our content at all, uh, we are pushing ourselves to continually write reviews and topics and things that we don't get to on cast or, you know, we've been doing these variety shows and it's tough sometimes, you know, we want to get more guests, but the guests are unavailable. We're recording early in the morning. Um, sometimes we don't have one major topic. I mean, we could have talked about Nintendo for an hour, but no one wants to listen to us talk about Nintendo for an hour. So we try and, you know, fill these casts with kind of as much content as we can. Um, and, you know, just as many flying opinions and bullshit <laughs> that's available to us at the time. Um, but we kind of go into more depth on the, that Crumpets blog and, and post some more detail and, and what we're doing. You can get to that blog right from the website. Any comments or creative input, anything that anybody has, um, you can contact us through that website. So, um, yeah, just uh, we'd love more community engagement from anybody who's actually listening to this. So, a call to arms. And I am going to go download Gwent on my computer. I got into the closed beta. So... Well, Next time we come, you. I'll be able to uh, hopefully give a review of Gwent. I got into a server stress test about four weeks ago, but I didn't realize that the time zone was Central European time. And I like looked at it and I was like, and it said like CTU or something uh, for the, you know, in parentheses. It's like, ah, I don't know what time zone that is, but I'm sure it'll be all right. I'll check it out tonight. It turned out that like the stress test was in alaska time it was like 7 a.m to like noon like during the work week i was like god damn it i'm so pissed (laughs) so hopefully i can make that closed beta happen who knows it probably already happened and it was from like 3 a.m to like you know some bullshit time but hopefully i can experience that and uh give it to the people the people need to know they do. All right. Anything else? No. This is it. This is it. You sound like you're an old croaky bastard. Who's I'm just, just tired. Fucking pass out. I just want to go back to sleep. Gonna go cuddle with their kitten. So many kittens. So many kittens. All right, ladies, tea time. Signing off. Bye. Bye. Bye.